0: Oh, we've been recording the, recording the whole time. time. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first episode of Movie Club Review. I'm your host, Dylan Camacho, and today on the first ever recorded episode, we have the whole gang here, everybody. On my left, we have Mason Rector. Uh, we also have Nathan Long, Long John Silvers, Long a lot of things, Uh-oh. and uh, we have Price Bell. Last, but certainly not least. Uh, always last. I, w- I, normally,
1: want a,
2: I
3: want a nickname.
0: Normally least. Uh, last, normally least in our hearts, Price Bell, everybody.
3: Uh, I'm alright with that. Alright, <laughs>
0: and today we're talking about The Birdcage. Robin Williams, Nathan Lane's fantastic and appropriate beginning of this Pride Months movie. Um, who wants to go ahead and take over first for just thoughts, opinions, and everything all of that wrapped up together? Price, I think you should go first.
3: I thought I said y'all said I was least.
0: Uh, in our hearts, but not in this review order. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Alright, that's fine. Uh, I watched this with my mom and little brother, so that made wow. it a bit strange. Huh. Uh, that's A bit, bit strange. I think uh, this is a family film, so though. What was the it prompting was, for that? Were y'all just We were, were just together and just said, we'll, we'll watch a movie, a and over. we yeah. just watched it. And it was... I don't know. We all laughed. It was fine. Yeah. And even though they're very traditional, like, Christian family and everything, they were fine. Like, mm-hmm. even my mom was fine with it, oddly enough. I think but she yet, felt represented
1: yeah. a little bit, even. I don't think... <laughs> That at all? <laughs> See, that's what I think about this movie too. Is like this was before a time where every movie had to have a very very stern like undertone. Mm-hmm. Back in the '90s, you didn't have all of that. Like nowadays, like we were talking about us yesterday. Like, yep. you know, it doesn't have to be like oh this ethnicity versus this, this um, you know gender versus this, this sexuality versus this. Like every movie has to have something nowadays. Mm-hmm. Back in the '90s, I didn't worry about that. They were wanting a good storyline with. A lot of humor with a good cast and that's what i think this movie brings so it kind of checks out that it doesn't offend anyone they didn't harshly touch on the fact that you know the gay community was you so know right i
2: feel like this is one of those movies though that people if they look at it through a modern lens could definitely find offensive
3: for sure, sure,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I and what the '90s has always done is done kind of an exaggerated outlook on life. Yeah. I mean, everybody that where extremely yeah. exaggerated. This this uh, one
2: had some real characters to it, right? Yeah. Which I was fine with, but like Nathan like, Lane, like as I was yeah. thinking about it, all of Nathan Lane, <laughs> yeah. like as I was watching and thinking about it, I was like, this would offend people now, and it's kind of sad that it's like that because mm-hmm. I mean, the the point of it was like of the time that it was a bit of like challenging to traditions and kind of just showing the flaws in those people with those kind of close-minded yeah
0: outlooks. Right, uh, and, I, and I think that's right. If you're looking at an intent of a movie, if it's sitting here trying to give you an experience, a direction to sit here and say, sure is this an exaggerated version of it? Yeah, and is this a 90s feel for it? But the message there is to sit here and look into this culture, look into this minority piece, and really to kind of get a feel for it. And I think at at the core of its movie, and we sit here and I'll I'll kind of carry into everybody with this, we'll talk about our Probably un- uniformly, our least favorite character is the son in this film. Do we probably agree on oh that? Oh my god! god. We definitely we agree. Yeah, actual that. Yeah. asshole. The yeah. the son is actually terrible in this film, but he drives the plot to sit here and have you be. I think he's the people, the person we're supposed to be kind of in the shoes of, And this way. We're sitting here and we have a family who we're trying to impress with these all these people who are very conservative, but we also come from two dads raising you essentially your whole life, and. I think that there's a really good genuine heart to this movie where he sits there and even though he's he's terrible, whatever, screw him. <laughs> but whenever he brings up even the topic of saying, hey, I need dad, I need you to turn it down, I need you to essentially not be yourself, I need you to not be gay, and Robin Williams' character, whenever it's presented to him, he's just like... Like, he wants to sit there and be a loving, supportive dad, but I love that he's even just like, just don't talk to me for a little while. Like, and he just, like, you know, I need that space. But
1: he yeah. initially says no. Yeah, he says, initially says well, no. Well, jokingly just, is right. like, oh, yeah, you called my bluff. But, yeah, like, he, he he feels the sting from it. Yeah. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like it, obviously, but I think that's, like, where the love comes in. He's just like, yeah, you know what? I guess we can bite this bullet for you. We'll all get... It was really, really shitty, though, for, you know... Him to call him his uncle or something, you know what I mean? Like, hey, right. my other father that I've always grown up with can't yeah. be my other father. Let's let's just pin him as an uncle and or send him to Tahiti or wherever. Right, they were just gonna send him away. Yeah. Like they're like, like I, ugh. And I think I don't know. I Can we go ahead and start with qualms?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean we can we, we can, can just kind of cover, cover whatever. It, all the feelings
0: into it right now if you got qualms with
3: it. So
1: sure. the the main qualm that I had was you know the son mainly, but then also like. Just to keep driving the point, on the other side of things, the the woman's uh, dad was in like. I loved him.
3: I thought he was great. Especially, it's even like it's way more applicable to now with how polarizing oh, politics for sure. is. Politics like he hit hard back then, just like they do well, now. Well, back then it was almost like he was like a caricature. Like this yeah. couldn't, nobody could possibly. Yeah, Nowadays like, we're like this, this is one. You kind from. of feel like
2: he can't
3: genuinely
2: be this person. Like yeah. he's. He's put himself. Yes. In, he like he's cast himself in this mold and feels like he's inescapably there because that's where he's set his, like
1: that's where he's casted his lot in yeah. politically. So he right. can't get away from it. But yeah, at the same time, like like we have on the on the son's side of things, like okay, yeah, it's kind of crappy that you know he's making his dad's, you know, play all of this, like you said, a mold instead of their true selves. But on the other side, it took another politician, like, sleeping with some, like, black... under prostitute, yeah. whatever, <laughs> the, only to make which that, was that girl's dad see this as, like, okay, you know what? A wedding is what we need. Like, that is right. another thing on top of this whole, like, it wouldn't have been accepted in this storyline hadn't every single thing Falling had to change every character, which I didn't like completely... Like, I think they could have gotten away with it just being like, you know what, these guys are, you know, they're really rich, they're really conservative, let's try to just flip and change their mind. Like, let's not add the prostitute, let's not add all the the photographers, all the journalists, all of the, you know, the bad rep and all that. I think they could have done it without. I'm yeah, sure. To I mean, me, it a just lot of blackens that is like the film a little bit. Classic
2: 90s trope stuff. Right, the whole yeah. idea of hiding in your house from the press and like sneaking out, <laughs> the, window and then then sneaking yeah, out the window. This was after O.J. Simpson. this was right after O.J. Like that is all. This is, that, that's in many movies. This is yeah, after actually. Home
0: Alone. Hiding in your house was so in in the '90s, guys. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it, it did. It, it had to hit all the tro- tropes, and I think that if like if this is a movie that gets remade now, even if they made it beat like beat for beat, uh, I would uh, you probably just cut this part out because it's just like it's not in this really necessary trope. We're not really politically talking about anything at the moment, and it yeah. does feel like the extra twenty, maybe even more minutes of this movie that is the part that bloats like yeah. I always I think we always come to the point I'm like if I had to redo this movie now what what do I cut and this is one of the movies where I wouldn't really cut anything because I think the political message is still there yeah. even the people do still get offended I would just be like okay well if you're offended that's probably part of the point you're supposed to be offended if you feel a certain way about that not the people not like I don't want to offend the homosexual or the you know the gay community or anything like that but the people who are feeling like oh I'm the conservative and like I would I would never be so stupid to not like see that this woman is a guy and we're like you're missing the point and yeah, that's exactly the point that's like the, yeah right that's the message you need to be getting across too is just like open your mind yeah. Um, but yeah I would say that that part really is kind of unnecessary although it, d- it does humor me though like the how it just kept getting worse they kept hearing like comments that he made the night of and it was just what was it like your money is on the table darky or something like that was like something that that character said in the movie and they're yeah. just reporting they're like god it just keeps getting worse yeah. like <laughs> you just grit your teeth a little bit more with it. Uh, right yeah
2: the, so the yeah, news
0: reports were coming out saying yeah. that he was saying things like that and i was just yeah. like oh my god <laughs> like that's so bad yeah. um, nowadays it wouldn't fly yeah. yeah. well, you no know, talking
2: about a m- the movie being remade this movie would never be remade
0: no and oh, i could i'm glad no. that it's not either uh, not only is it just because of I the cultural piece but also because it. It's also Robin Williams' flick, which is mostly untouchable, unless you're Disney. I was gonna uh, say, unless you're
1: making Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, unless you're
0: remaking Aladdin, which was stellar, but we will Date talk about that like on how, a different movie Oh, so y-
2: y- you felt good about that.
0: I felt good about that. Hey, we're not going to get into the Aladdin oh, yeah, podcast yeah. here well, today. Like we don't it. got the time, yeah, or day for yeah. it, but... Um, yeah, this, I you know, I will say that my first impressions of this movie, kind of just catching bits and pieces of it, because before I ever watched it, it was one of the ones where my wife's a big fan of this one. Shout out to Hannah Camacho, <laughs> fan of the show, uh, occasionally a guest on here. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> one time. Yeah, if she yeah. wasn't passed out from a hangover right now, I hope this doesn't get too many right, views down the road. <laughs> uh, she, I know would, what you did. Yeah, I would phone her in on this review because well, I, I think she wanted in on it on it. Yeah, we have half a price, so it's fine. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> But she would watch this movie a lot, and I would kind of just catch bits and pieces bits and pieces here, and I would just be like, this mo- looks, looks like a mo- like an okay movie, but I do love Robin Williams, so I finally said, you know, I need to sit down for it. It's a Pride Month thing, so let's go ahead and just cover this movie. I'm so glad I did. I enjoyed this movie really from start to finish. You picked it, so I hope you did. I know. Well, I, before I'd ever sat down and watched all the way through, I picked it on this one. This was my first blind pick that I'd been like, I had not really seen this movie from start to finish, but I've seen enough It's a enough much of it. better
2: blind pick than my blind. <laughs> <older> <laughs>
0: yeah. For those not seeing the 16 previous videos that we have never recorded and we will not go back and record, <laughs>
1: we'll list the titles and the reviews. But you'll notice unanimously, Lawnmower Man <laughs> La- was a pick of Nathan's long ago, and it's still fresh on our minds. We have yeah. since yeah. about 12 weeks later
0: sends banned blind picks from Nathan's it's, picks. It's, for it's like a
2: it, it's a good touchstone, like a good place to like get the pulse of like what's
0: bad. If you, it, and it was if you yeah. want to universally see what falls below a five on mine and Mason's scoreboard yeah. it's Lawnmower Man but we're not here talking about that we're talking about this wonderful thing how did we feel like the uh, for Robin Williams and Nathan Lane I want to focus on them for a second did you guys
1: feel like they sold their roles? I absolutely yeah. loved Nathan Lane. After about forty minutes into the film, couldn't stand his character. Yeah, at the
2: beginning I oh, was not
1: keen on him. It was him. one of the more obnoxious characters I think yeah. I've ever seen. But he doesn't
3: really change much throughout the movie. He does,
1: though, to some degree. Either either you get used to it or he changes in some way that it's, yeah, but I you get used to that, him changing.
0: I agree. I think it's more you warming up to the idea of getting it. Because at first it's. He's it's a lot to digest
3: at first. Right, right.
1: for sure, yeah. That, be- that
3: beginning scene where he won't go
1: out on stage. And yeah, so maybe, maybe it's walking into a kindergarten class, being overwhelmed, and then after 30 minutes you're just like, all right, you know what? It's just a bunch of kids are here to have fun. That's what Nathan Lane was to <laughs> me. Like, holy hell, I gotta get out of here. It's a good comparison. But then it was all right.
0: and the, That's apt. The funny thing is, is, I think that he's. Even for a 90s exaggeration, I've. Like, if you've gone to play or you, or if you're, you know, have friends in the like gay community, I guess not even necessarily have to be gay, but if you have friends in the drag community and you've met people like that, I've met people like that, work people like that, so it was a little less jarring because, like, where it's supposed everybody's supposed to be a little bit exaggerated, I'm like, no, this is pretty pretty on point. I'm like, I've met people very much to this tone, so it wasn't, like, too jarring when I saw it on film, but. As you spend more time with that, like, with Nathan Lane's character, and you just see how funny he is, and, like, kind of, like, you kind of get on board with it after the fact. So I think if you are jarred by for the first part of it, and I can see that, that you're like, okay, but look how funny they are interacting here. And then Nathan Lane really carries, like, a lot of this movie. And that says a lot in a movie with Robin Williams in the 90s. Yeah. So, well,
3: Robin Williams wasn't really doing a lot of Robin Williams yeah. type of things. He was more actually dramatic acting than anything, which I did I like.
0: Like he was more set in the drama stuff because he needed to be that grounded character in comparison to somebody having somebody as flamboyant as Nathan Lane's character. Yeah. There, you needed that parallel. And you know, I thought Robin Williams, and just because I'm, I'm gonna show Robin Williams till the day I die because I love him. But mm. I think he does a wonderful balance of doing the dramatic roles while still sitting there and having funny moments. There's the moment where he's sitting there in the kitchen yelling at their lovely uh, their waiter. Mm-hmm. Minister, the Dominican Republic uh, yeah. guy, yeah. Whatever, Guatemalan. And, yeah, and he, something. right, the servant, essentially, so he goes in there, and he's just screaming at him for the meal being bad, and he's like, I don't care about the fucking shrimp, like, and he's just <laughs> losing it on him the entire time, just yelling at him, and it's just a huge mess in there, and I do love how that, this is one of those movies where it's like, oh, it couldn't get any worse than this, but, and then it just does... It's like oh the bowls.
2: Oh what, what are these oh, shots? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the bowls
1: was good. Yeah. yeah. The bowl scene was good. There was, there was
2: I, I should have good. paused it and actually taken a look at what was
0: going on with the bowls.
2: I know. I, I kind of
1: wish I, I did, did too. To. There was one time like that actually just like the subtle little things were making me laugh more so than the storyline itself, but like like for instance when the sun was first coming in and just like taking everything off the walls, they had the moving crew moving everything out. <laughs> like Robin Williams came in like in the middle of all of it and he was like, "What are you doing?" like you know this this statue isn't that bad. And it was obviously a very flamboyant statue, and Robin Williams was like, "Just look!" And then he flips it around, and then it just looks like a straight up penis. Yeah, <laughs> he's like penis out. What about but that? Did, did
2: you yeah. catch later whenever he was like in one of those cabinets <laughs> and he was like holding it by the? <laughs> yeah. <end?
1: laughs> just subtle like little yeah. things that were just like, all right, okay, these float, these float well if you're paying attention. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I kind of thought this movie followed like the same basis of like you know, planes, trains, and automobiles or, like, Tommy Boy. Like, they mm. had the exact same flow of comedy but, like, obviously the storylines were way different. All right. It made me feel like I was watching one of those movies which are good.
0: Yeah, because the 90s ones that had a lot of, like, playing trans automobiles had a very lot of had a lot of subtle comedy to it like yes. you had your explosive like in your face exaggerated comedy but there was a like the things you upon rewatching that you'll always notice and laugh about more is the little tiny things they add in throughout it yeah. and I think that they did a really good job of being subtle with their pieces especially again for a uh, Robin Williams films and Robin Williams on the he was either playing highly exaggerated comedy at times like he, I, he's right next to Jim Carrey on that oh he's and,
1: identical I think
0: or he was having these really grounded like drama roles and uh, between that and uh, the high school teacher, one of them totally blanking on right now. Poets Dead Poets Society, Society and stuff like that, right. So, yeah. you, I, I think he does the he does he, a good middle ground in this film, where he sits there and finds the comedy beats, but still sits there and has the drama when it needs it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. You guys have any final comments for it? Mm-hmm. Alright guys, well we're at the part
0: of the film podcast that we sit here and start to wrap up into scores, and I guess we'll just start from Price and work our way across then.
3: I'm going first again. Uh,
0: you know what, you're right, we hate that for Price, so we're gonna go ahead and start Mason, we'll skip over me, cause I wanna be last since it is my film for the week, and then we will
1: just circle back to me. So, Mason, score on The Birdcage. I think, uh, at the end of the day it is, it's an older film that I did enjoy. Um, it wasn't necessarily my storyline. Um, it wasn't up my alley as much as I would have liked. I'm gonna give it a six five because it wasn't bad. Uh, I don't know. Again, I would. I think I would prefer Tommy Boy. I could watch it again versus that, or you know, like pretty much anything from sure. that from from that type of criteria. Sure.
0: If you're looking at that comedy style, you just think that those ones chime better with. Yeah, you know.
1: and that's the thing. And like, if you look at that storyline, yeah. it like, doesn't hold up much better, but. It's more. It's like, I think it's more comedy yeah. than Birdcage. Some, some
0: of
2: them are more of a classic than others. Yeah. And right. And right. this yeah. one, this one is not bad in any way. It's no. it's it's funny. It's entertaining, but it doesn't. You're not gonna go back and rewatch it. Like, it didn't yeah, grab you like
1: that. For me. Yeah.
2: And, and the same for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Like I actually would give it the exact same rating, six point five. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wouldn't really suggest it to anybody. Yeah. I did like watching it it's uh, under the I radar was, it was it was a perfectly good movie you know it was it did a
1: good job But yeah. it
2: I don't know it's just not something I'm gonna come it, back to
1: in my my problem with like six fives is a lot of the times like months from now if you were to ask me about the plot and like some of those funny parts like I'm gonna be honest with y'all I'll forget a lot of it yeah. it didn't grip me as much as you know some of the other movies that I would probably rate a little higher but like like you're right it, it was good that's exactly my feelings on *Community*, which you made me watch. Oh, easy. Exactly <laughs> the same. Jeez.
3: Like I know Lord, I enjoyed it. Wa- it's like, I, like, I, like that. I, enjoyed watching it, but, but it's, like, it's I'm not gonna prepared. remember all the jokes. I'm not gonna yeah, remember all that it's kind it's of stuff. That's a lot
1: stuff. to take in. This isn't yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Is it seasoned. weird? This is
0: how I feel about *Lord of the Rings*, <laughs> but we're not gonna get into, <laughs> yeah, <we're> into <laughs> that. <It's> <laughs> we're not. talking
1: about *Community* of *Lord of the Rings*.
0: All right, so on to the birdcage, Nathan. If you're wrapped on six point five. Price. So we got two six point fives. Let's see. I'm usually
3: not anywhere near Mason on any. Kind of scale, since I'm on a normal person scale, but I was gonna go with a seven, okay. uh, mainly because I really like the dry humor um, and even the out like the crazy humor. I liked all of that. The only reason I wouldn't rate it higher is because I felt like there was a big lull uh, from the point where the family uh, left their house and was traveling down to. Uh, Florida or whatever. Mm, yeah, there was like a big lull in the kind of jokes between then. That really got me. But like the beginning of the movie is so good, and then the ending of the movie is so good, and kind of carries that middle yeah. part, which I felt kind of weighted down for me, which is why I do it a seven. Right, because I, I was out loud laughing a lot during the movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, I would agree that I think this movie does definitely have its chug moments, the the newscasting parts and stuff like that. It's yeah,
3: I felt like that was unnecessary.
0: It it drags, and that would yeah, the point where they're traveling also drags. It's almost
3: a mini plot. Like I don't know why they gave it enough to merit a mini plot almost. If we
0: put a if we like drew like a chart of all the plots that are in this movie, like you're like all right, this does feel a little extra. This little feels extra. Like the media part. Although it's necessary to kind of put the pressure on them. Yeah. Uh, like, I, those are my least favorite parts. As soon as I started showing the media, like, I could feel myself tuning out of the film and I was just like, I, I really wish it was just focused into this one situation and that was enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which are my good, biggest columns on it, but again, to the strengths, I, I had a really fun time with it. I laughed at it. I liked it better than I thought I was going to whenever I initially seen bits and pieces of it and then seeing it in its start to finish product, uh, I had a really good time with this, which is why I will give it a 7.5 I rate it pretty well on this one. Um, but I think we all aim this
1: is probably the closest we've had our scores all the time. Actually, yeah. the
2: closest score right. and th- ever.
1: And I think it was mainly because like all of us felt good about it. And right. We yeah. felt good enough about it. We felt
0: I think we felt good and we thought it was gonna be better than yeah. when you first start watching this film and then you see how it goes. It, like it you feel I was worse. Worried. Yeah. I was yeah, real worried it,
1: at yeah. the beginning. It does.
0: It, it puts you onto a ride on the later part of it, and then you just enjoy the ride from there. Yeah. But the yeah. first part is a bit of a chug, and I will say they're just pacing issues. But this is a pretty loved film from the people. Who, who have watched it and people who'd probably surprise you Price's mom fan of the show
1: uh, I don't know <laughs> about that we'll get her on next week we'll get her on
0: next week uh, was, uh, you was know, pleasantly surprised by it I know my wife's a big fan of it uh, a bunch of our friends are like they say they watch it like almost once a month and you know granted <laughs> these are also my gay friends so that makes sense yeah. but to be fair it's their movie they should have yeah, a movie yeah. that they can go to with that um, for the allies on us, I guess we are an ally podcast now. With political views and stances, Price is a part of that, um, whether he wants to be or not. Uh, we're gonna sit here and say, yeah, okay. So, we have anywhere from six point five to seven point five, I think that's a pretty good range. Good. Uh, We've never been in that. Compliance. No, I know yeah. this is this
2: is yeah, a the good closest first before that was Crimson Peak, was where we thought yeah. we had finally kind of
0: hit the pulse and
2: like where yeah. we yeah. have commonalities and in our red oval
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, so uh, this and Crimson Peak are the most polarizing films on it so far. I thought it was raw. Uh, no, not no. Yeah, yeah, not no, polar- polarizing. That that. Sorry, but most in the middle of like yeah, the lane. That's yeah. the opposite of polarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, opposite
1: sorry. of polarizing. Right. Uh, apparently, yeah, Raw most- was very polarizing. It was one good score in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: No. If uh, we never have to rewatch those movies and review it to actually get it on camera, it'll be too soon. Uh, so there are seventeen reviews. This might be our like eighteenth review or something. But this is the first official review on this video recording. Um, Mason, you're taking over for next week, right? I sure am. I think we should wrap this video by go ahead and seeing what we have planned for next week so the fans know uh. what to be looking forward to for this coming week. All yeah. right,
1: so I like to change up the pace. I like the genre change-up. Uh, we do have a tendency of going uh, in the same direction most weeks, it seems like. So this week I'm going to try to do a little bit of horror. Ooh. Have you guys ever seen Sinister? No. Seen- I know Dylan has yep. seen it, so oh, two across the board. It's nope. it, it's it's going to be the pick, I believe. Yep. It's, yeah. So by movie club rules, if uh, half of
0: the club has not seen it, or more than half, if three of the members have not, but just for the two, is fine. Then uh that movie goes in, so it looks like we're watching Sinister next week. Ethan right. Hawkes finest. Ethan Hawkes finest little bit with uh spooky found footage and spooky boys. Uh all the good stuff in there. So it looks like we're looking into Sinister next week. And uh guys, we're gonna catch you at you guys any Twitter handles you want to plug? Instagram, Facebook, nope stuff like that. I'm Dylan Camacho, your host. You can catch me at C A M A C H Octopus at Twitter. Uh don't follow my Instagram, I don't do anything there. And you can catch me on uh, Facebook, I won't add you. If I don't know you, sorry, that's just the life. Until we make a full official page for this, maybe down the road, we'll see. Uh, Then we can kind of look into that then. Uh, When we get that, we'll start plugging that. But if nobody else has anything to plug, we will see you next week for Sinister. Have a good one, guys. Farewell.